five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Well, hi, everybody. Hello there. <laughs> Hello there. And welcome to Holy Half Hour. It's me, Kieran. It's my turn to host. <laughs> and with me, <laughs> as always, of course, is my dear friend and longtime colleague and collaborator, Michael. Hello, Michael. Well, hello, Kieran. I love the way you said that. It was very much like a... I'm only here because I have to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm contractually obliged to do this. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you not excited, Kieran? Are you not brimming with full of joy because we're in the New Testament this oh, week? Oh, mate, it is exciting. I can't believe we've come this far. It really mm-hmm. is. It really is great. It's yeah. A long road. Yeah. So, bit of Matthew today. Michael's going to be bringing us an interesting fact from Matthew later on, everybody. Oh, yeah. So sit tight for that. And we've got our usual mix of ridiculous games and quizzes and an unlikely worship song, our top three for this week. We'll find out what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get into all that, Michael, question for you. Mm. A random question, a little conversation piece. What was your first album or first CD compact disc as we had back then? Do you remember what your first one was that you bought, Gosh. album or single? Yeah, I think I do. I, well, I, I'm a, we are both big musos, music heads, so mm. I do remember. Mm. I, I remember the first cassette tape, Kieran, that I was ever given Wow, um, was by my older brother, and it was Pearl Jam 10, which is a great album. <laughs> nice. Still, still holds up. Um, mm. The first CD I was ever given by my brother was... Uh, by a band called the Spin Doctors. It was a pocket full of Kryptonite. Oh, <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Which is a really great yeah. album. Um, One, two, Princess Neil before yeah, that you. Is, that is the famous, <laughs> the famous song, Two Princes, off of that album. But it's actually a really yeah. great album, the whole thing. The band, they kind of came up and they did a lot of gigging for years and years and years before they did much recording. So they were really tight and excellent right. musicians. So uh, that whole okay. album's worth listening to, Pocket Full of Kryptonite. But the uh, the first cassette I ever bought, I ever spent my money on, is much less cool and much more embarrassing. Um, I sent my dad, my dad was going to Tesco or whatever the supermarket was back then. I think it might have been Safeway. Um, and I asked him to pick me up a cassette of Hanson's album that had Mbop on it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mbop. Uh-huh. Mbop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is uh which is, you know, it's definitely it was it wasn't cool then to like Hanson and it's definitely <laughs> not it's it's probably actually cooler now to like them. Um but yeah, Mbop. I feel like the feel like there was a, a few years ago a bit of a Hanson assance. <laughs> Where, we might call it where <laughs> people were listening to them a little bit again and they did continue to release after that Mbop mm. album they did put out a few more albums and they actually have a few uh, pretty good songs because yeah, a, yeah. a few of them are in in my music library i will admit Mbop isn't there but I, I, they've got they've done some good songs definitely well i mean let's just say that for like 
you know, considering what we get these days, not that I want to be all old man about it, but they did actually play their own instruments, write their own songs. You know, for for three young yeah. guys from America, they they were pretty. It's a pretty impressive thing they managed to do, and still, you know, they're they're talented guys, way more talented than totally. I ever have been and will be. Um, so you know, not cool to like them, but but good on them. So you know, yeah. Yeah. What's the alternative? What's the modern day? I guess uh, One Direction were like a, mm. you know, they're, 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 well, one of the biggest boy bands of all time. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. not quite the same, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is, you know, these days, many well known artists, they have like entire armies of people producing their music and writing on all that kind of jazz, which, which happened less back in the day in my mind, whether mm. that's true or not. I don't know. <laughs> it feels like it, it feels like it's true. So it is. In my day, <laughs> we wrote all, all our own songs and it was uphill both ways. Exactly. Anyway, Kieran, what was the first album you ever bought? Well, the first album, I think, was... I didn't buy it, but my mum bought it. Mm. And it was. She was in one of those, like, mail-order CD clubs i think where you got an album or two every month or something mm. and it was like a bit cheaper than buying them <laughs> you, you like you just like a subscriber or something like that yeah, yeah. and uh and she got this uh, an album by this little known band michael <laughs> called <laughs> drum roll please nickelback oh, so, no. what, so i think the, so i think the first well here's the worst thing you know the worst thing michael is that she got two albums right she got Nickelback, which uh, she gave to me because it was too the they rock too hard for my mom. I think <laughs> too much. Uh, so <laughs> Chad Kroger's power stance is too much for your mom to cope with. Yeah, the riffs were too heavy, too <laughs> crunchy. Uh, no, but she loved um, you know Silver Side Up. Mm. Uh, not no well Silver Side Up was the album. She loved How You Remind Me, oh, which yeah, was that yeah, massive yeah. single that was everywhere for like a million years. Yeah, it really was in the in the early two thousands. Uh, so uh, I don't mean to do down my mom's musical taste here. She does listen to some great stuff. Love I'm you, sure. mom. Yeah. Um, but the other album she got uh, was <laughs> the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Oh, that is. And a I I picked album. up the Nickelback album and got super into that. And oh. I didn't really even give Lauren Hill a chance oh, until I did. I did. So different. <laughs> sit, I know. I know. I could have been cool and everything, but I missed my opportunity. Mm. Uh, but several years later, I did, of course, listen to Miseducation of Lauren Hill, and yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, so if you haven't absolutely. heard that, listeners, go and pick it up, because um, it's it's great. Yeah, pause the podcast, listen to the entire Miseducation of Lauren Hill, <laughs> and then come back and listen to the rest. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Well, I'm, thank you for asking that question, Kieran. I'm glad that we both uh, started our musical purchasing or, or listening with <laughs> extremely uncool bands to listen to. Yeah. Totally. I can tell you the first single I bought, but uh, you, you must be over 18. You must subscribe to the bonus show, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the paywall content, and then I'll yeah. tell you that. That's a story for another day, I guess. Anyway, on with the show. And M Michael, too. Michael, do you have a quiz for me? Yes, I have a quiz for you. I would love to. I would love to be subjected to your quiz, man. So go for it. <laughs> be subjected. <laughs> uh, well, you are not the subject of my quiz. The subject of my quiz is the New Testament, but the object uh, of my quiz is you. 
so you have to answer these questions. <laughs> okay. Okay, hit me, man. Hit me. So we're, we're in the New Testament. Um, I'm really excited. Uh, I love the Old Testament too, but it just feels like a, a bit of a fresh start. Um, so I've, I've got a general kind of New Testament-y type quiz for you. I'm going to start okay, with a bonus nice. question, weirdly, because you usually end with that, but it'll become clear soon. And then I've got five mm. other questions, Kieran. Um, cool. So the first bonus question is, how many, and we've done this before, of the 27 New Testament books, Kieran, can you name in the correct order? Oh, man. And I want you to oh, man. first estimate how many you'll get and then try to hit yeah. your estimate. So. <clears throat> okay. And the reason but we're doing this first, the reason we're doing this first, just to interrupt you, is because the other questions will give you too many of the books in the order. So <laughs> it'll help you too much <laughs> if we did this at the end. So. Right, I see, I see. Okay, okay. So yeah, how many do you well, think? Do I have to get, is it is the furthest I get in the chain before I break the chain? Is that the idea? Exactly. You've got to get as yeah, many yeah. right. And as soon as you get one wrong, it's over. You can't break the chain, as I believe Fleetwood Mac said. Exactly. Or you get zero points. Exactly. So, it, was about, it was ironically about this quiz. <laughs> they didn't know that at the time, but it was a prophetic song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. Well, I there are 27 New Testament books, I believe. There are. How far will I get? Not very far. I will get to <laughs> maybe number 12 or okay. something. You know, that's respectable. Yeah. You get to 12. Yeah. Well, let's see if I actually get there, eh? All right. Well, here you go. If you get to 12, you get a point. If you get past 12, okay. you get a, a, a number that's larger than one point. Let's say <laughs> five points. <laughs> Yeah. So okay. let's hear it. Okay. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romian, Romans, <laughs> Romans, First Corinthians, Second Corinthians, uh, Ephesians, Galatians, Colossians. Uh, oh, we knew he was going to struggle as soon as he got to Galatians. Um, that means you got Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, first and second, Corinthians. Oh, Kieran, that's only eight correct, I'm afraid. Yep. So that's a yep. big, a big fat zero for you. Mm. Um, which means it falls to me to tell you that the correct order is <laughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, and Romans, first and second, Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, first and second, Thessalonians, first and second, Timothy, Titans, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, James, and first and second, Peter, first, second, third, John, Jude, Revelation. Got it. So get it sorted <clears throat> for next time, okay? Third time's the charm. Yeah, I, I, you are definitely going to ask me this again at some point, aren't you, Michael? So <laughs> I will have to, to do up. better than I, I will have to do better than eight next time. I'll have to. Okay. All right. No shame, though. As we've discussed at length in this podcast before, you don't need to memorize the order of the books of the Bible as long as you read them, because that's what really mm. matters. And as Kieran has mm. proven in recent weeks from his excellent quickfire Bible knowledge, he clearly oh, does shucks. read it. However, how about? The first real question of the New Testament quiz, Kieran. Which of the Gospels contains the parables of the Good Samaritan and the Prodigal Son? 
So mm. four Gospels. Only one of them contains these parables. Which one is it? I think it might be Luke. Yeah. You're happy to lock in with Luke? Yeah, I'm going to say Luke. All right, let's take a look. <laughs> a Luke. Hey, nice. Hey, nicely done. Okay, Kieran, there are 27 books of the New Testament, as we discussed. How many of those are letters, or also known as epistles? Okay. Okay. And for those listening at home, it might be quicker to... To, to, to work out how many are not epistles and subtract that yeah. from 27. Well, I feel like the answer is <clears throat> nearly all of them. Mm. Uh, I'm going whether... num- to need a numerical answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well I, I would subtract the Gospels, of course, and mm-hmm. Acts. Mm-hmm. So that would take us down to 22. Mm-hmm. That could be letters. Mm-hmm. And I really can't think of any others that are not letters. I feel like Hebrews is maybe not a letter because mm. um, we don't know who wrote it. Mm. So letters tend to have a sign-off. Mm. So 21 okay. then. Any other books that might not be letters? Can we think of any? Uh no. <laughs> All right. So I'm not. I'm not sure. That. I'm not sure if I can. Honestly. Well, Romans. No, maybe Romans. I think Romans is not a letter. Possibly. Mm. Uh, but then again, I actually think it is. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe a letter to the Romans. Oh, to the Romans. But uh, so, I, I don't know, man. I'm at. I'm at twenty-one. I can't think of any others that I. I, I know for sure are not a letter. So, so I'm going to stop there. You're going to lock him with twenty-one. Yeah. All right, let's take a look and see. Wow. Wow. You're correct, but for the wrong reason. Um, Hebrews (laughs) is a letter to the Hebrews. The the other one that is not a letter is Revelation. Is it not a letter? It is not. It is a book of prophecy. Okay. It contains letters. That's why I was confused there. Uh, Or messages. Messages to churches. It contains messages to churches. They're definitely not not letters in the traditional sense. But yeah, I can see why you'd be confused by that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but good work. You got it right. Nonetheless. Okay, Kieran. New Testament memory verse time. Can you (laughs) tell me which book of the Bible these famous passages of Scripture are from? And our our clue is that they're all in a New Testament book. Mm -hmm. The fruit of the Spirit. Kieran, where would you find the fruit of the Spirit? Galatians. Mm. Would you like to, for a bonus honor point, if you were right, I mean, if Galatians is correct, would you like to guess a chapter? Four. (laughs) Four. Well, you are... Correct, Galatians. Well done. It's Galatians five twenty-two to twenty-three. Nicely oh, done. how about the armor of God? <laughs> Where did you find the armor of God in the New Testament, Kieran? 
I keep reading Ephesians. I can always remember that uh, that Lecrae song. <laughs> he just talks about Galatians, then Ephesians right next to it. And it, that's from Ephesians, I'm almost certain, the armor of God. All right. Well, I'm not going to ask you the chapter. I'm just going to give you a ding. Hey, well done. It is you. in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6, 10 to 18. How about, and this is the final one of these, do not be anxious about anything, as in... Do not be anxious about anything, but by prayer and pr- mm-hmm. petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding of God, your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. <gasps> Where did you find that in the New Testament, Kieran? One of my favorite verses, and I believe it's in one of my favorite books, Philippians, but I might be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but Philippians is one of my favorite books, but uh, I, I think it's in Philippians. It's one of your favorite books, both to read and to spell the name of. Mm-hmm. You are correct, mm, yes. sir. Philippians <laughs> 4, 6 to 7. Nicely done. All right, Kieran, well done. You, I mean, you've already won this quiz. You've done very well. However, we'll do this last question for funsies. Which is the only one of Jesus's miracles to be recorded in all four Gospels? Hmm. Interesting bit of trivia, this. Oh, it's not trivial. Obviously, it's about the Bible. <laughs> um, but do you know, Kieran, which one of the miracles is recorded in every gospel? Is this a trick question that it's the resurrection? <laughs> so there are many things that happen in Jesus' life, like his <laughs> baptism, like his crucifixion, his resurrection, etc., yeah, yeah. uh, which uh, occur in all the gospels. But no, specifically mm. miracles performed by Jesus in terms of like to other people. Right, um, right. Interesting mm, theological that... debate, though, if his uh, resurrection counts as a miracle or not. So, mm, Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, man, that is a very good question. Oh, thank you. I, uh, yes, I am not sure what the answer is. <laughs> I don't think it's water into wine. I don't think it is Lazarus or the healing of the little girl, the Roman officer's daughter. I don't think it's uh, the guy at the Pool of Siloam, because I think that's maybe only in one place. Uh, uh, The man born blind. Again, I'm not convinced it's him. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, you've named a bunch that you don't think it is. What's left? Oh, the feeding of the four slash five thousand. How about that? Is that in every gospel? I don't know. I mean, are you asking me or is that your answer? Or, allow me to ramble further, (laughs) or uh, maybe the walking on the water, but I feel like walking on the water is not in all the gospels. So I don't know. The nature of this question is that it has to be the one that's in all of the gospels. Yeah, yes, you're right. Yes. (laughs) Uh, We've come full circle. (laughs) I, I, I'm going to go with the feeding of the four slash five thousand. All right, you're happy if to I'm lock allowed in. to lump those together. Yeah. Let's just say feeding of the thousands. Okay, great. And let's just say you are correct. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yes, uh, Matthew Bit. 14, 13 to 21, Mark 6, 30 to 44, Luke 9, 10 to 19, and John 6, 1 to 14 feeding of the thousands or the multitudes or however you want to lump them in together. But yeah, it's the only one of mm-hmm. Jesus' miracles to be recorded in all four Gospels. Nicely done, Kieran. Nice. Well done. 
we got there. Think it out loud. Thanks, everybody, for humoring me there while I <laughs> rambled aloud for several minutes. And, you know, this is a, a just a, this is an excellent, you know, object lesson. Play this to your friends, this podcast, to your youth groups. But, you know, Kieran, <laughs> you know, he did pretty shamefully at knowing the order of the books in the New Testament. <laughs> but he knew True. all of the content of those books as shown by this quiz. And that's what really matters. So, uh, well done, Kieran. <laughs> Thanks, man. I feel much better. (laughs) Unlikely worship songs. Unlikely. Well, Michael, I have an ooh, unlikely worship song for you. Unlikely. Well, we're singing a lot in today's (laughs) podcast, which I'm I'm liking that. It's good, although. We should probably not just sing the immediate uh, theme tune that the listeners have had to listen to. <laughs> You're listening to everything twice today, listeners. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, maybe we can. Maybe in post we can sync it up with the jingle <laughs> in a humorous way. But maybe, or maybe that will be a terrible idea. We'll find well, out. I'm You've already this found out, listener. Episode, so I'm definitely not <laughs> going to be doing that. <laughs> Too much work. Well then, that well then, I'll copy paste it into the following week, everybody. So you do get to hear it. You do that. Well, anyway, <laughs> okay. Tell me all about this wonderful worship song you've written for me. So, unlikely worship songs, everybody. If you're new here, is a segment where I take a, a concept maybe an idea that's perhaps not explored so much in in uh, in a worship song in church or it might be a song that is just tangentially related to church life or explores some aspect of being a christian in a humorous way and this week that's exactly where we are that last one nice. uh, because i have a song here about a common i imagine a common thing that christian families encounter michael you have a family mm, i do uh you have a, a little one who will one day be a bit older. <laughs> Tomorrow, uh, in fact. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As we speak, even. <laughs> she's a, a little bit older, uh, which is wonderful. And, um, and, and you know, so this song, you know, depicts a, a situation that you may find yourself in in future. Mm. And that I think probably family people who, are, who listen to this show have probably found themselves in before. Great. Uh, so, so have a listen and, and see what you think. All right, let's give it a listen. <coughs> oh, darling, oh, what time is it? <laughs> oh no, we're late for church. Put your pants on, grab a Bible and a notepad and a pen. Run downstairs, check your hair. Left your car keys on the dining chair again. Come on, kids, still in bed, get them up. Yes, you can have cake for breakfast if you jolly hurry up. Daddy, can I bring my... No, no stuffed toys, no unicorns. Time to go. Let's get in the car and pray nothing goes wrong. Check the seatbelt, start the engine, here we go, we're on our way. Major robots are on every route today. Ah! Driving fast but not so fast as to be stopped by the police. I'm not sure the 10% rule's real, but I choose to believe. Lots of traffic, major tailbacks, speak the horn five times, then grunt. Trying to think Christian thoughts about the idiot in front. In the car park, we've arrived, now come on kids, pile out the car. Now let's all pretend we're normal, cause it's time and here we are. Oh hi! Yeah, fine, how are you? Oh yeah, the kids are fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what happened? <laughs> I hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I enjoyed making it. <laughs> Oh, that was funny. The end was bizarre, but the, the <laughs> was, was funny. <laughs> um, very good, Kieran. I mean, in number one, I liked it a lot, and it was very funny. But also, I feel yeah. like there's um, there's a musical in there to be written. Mm. Um, mm. You know, there was it had a very it had a very Disney feel to it at the start, and then and then it became kind of more of a yeah. contemporary musical uh, towards the middle. <laughs> Uh, but I liked it. I thought, you know, I, I feel like maybe there's a, a whole a whole album in there of or a stage show even. Well, like a like a lot of the things I produced for this show, Michael, it has tons of wasted potential. <laughs> <laughs> it could be it could be all sorts of things if someone put some effort into it. <laughs> no, some more effort, Kieran. <laughs> that was very good. Lots of effort was put into uh, it. Thanks, um, man. I can definitely, I mean, I can't relate to that that much because I've very seldom driven to church. Um, okay. <laughs> but um, I can certainly relate yeah. to being late to church in general. Uh, mm, for sure. 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 Well, do you know, listening back to it actually and, and uh, watching someone else experience it, it made me think of like, actually, you know, obviously, I, I, in case you didn't pick up on this, the, the song is meant to be humorous, listeners. <laughs> but... Uh, like, I, I actually, there's been quite a few times where, you know, you're just in a rush in the morning on your way to mm. church or whatever, and you get there and you're like, I'm not really here. Mm. Like, I'm not like emotionally here. I'm now like making small talk and smiling and stuff with people. And I don't feel like I've, I'm, it's like an out of body experience, Definitely, you know? Uh, and and so there are, there are those times where we kind of come into the, the presence of God and we are really rushed and it does take a little bit of time to settle and kind of center ourselves. And Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I think it's, uh, you wrote a song a while back where uh, it was like the worship song that everyone is kind of ignoring and uh, just think, still thinking about all this stuff that they did yeah. on the way to church. <laughs> yeah, so I yeah. definitely think is, uh, is, is, is a true thing that happens. And, uh, yeah. and uh, you know, that's part of the, the joy and challenge of leading worship or leading a church or mm. doing, all, doing all the stuff that we're involved in. Uh, but yeah. Absolutely. We, we come as we are. But that's a great song. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening to this on a Saturday night, folks, set two alarms tomorrow. <laughs> Just to be sure. I always do. The top, 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 top three, three, three. All right, Michael, time for the t -t -t top three. Love this segment. Oh, yes. Well, I hope you'll still love it, Kieran, because I thought, you know, it's not a new season, but because we're in the New Testament, it feels like a fresh start. I thought I might change up the top three a little bit. And also mm. decided to change it up because the search function I've been using has changed the way that it searches through the words in the Bible. So I did some deeper diving because I noticed an anomaly that hadn't been there previously. And basically mm. what we used to happen is I would give you words that appear in the New International Version of the Bible and you would rank them as to the number of times they appear. However... The search function is now showing the number of verses in which they appear. Um, so, for example, if the same word appeared four times in a single verse, it would only uh -huh. count it as one, one time. So right. going forward, 
we're not talking about the number of times these words appear, but we're talking about the number of verses they appear in. No, okay. I'm sure that doesn't really matter to almost everyone listening, but I feel like I have to say it because I don't want to be giving bad information out there. But sure. also, I thought we might do some top three opposites. So what I'm going to do each week is I'm going to give you two words and you have to choose which one is in the Bible, in more verses in the Bible. But I'm going to give you uh-huh. three pairs of opposites each time. So it's three questions. So you've got three opportunities, okay. but they're pairs oh. each time. So, for example, in the New International Version of the Bible, which of these two words appears in more verses? Salt or vinegar? (laughs) (laughs) And which of them is more important than the flavor of crisps? Yes. I actually actually think that might be vinegar. Yeah. So you think vinegar appears Mm. more time in more verses than salt? In In more verses, yeah. Are you happy to lock in with that one? Mm -hmm. All right, let's take a look. Oh, I'm afraid not, Kieran. Salt is in 33 verses and vinegar is in only nine, surprisingly. Wow. Um, However, don't fret because you've got two more yet. And the next one is (laughs) sugar or spice. Sugar or spice, okay. Whew, sugar or spice. Again, I can think of more references to spice mm. than I can to sugar. So I'm going to say spice is more, has more All right. verses. Let's take a look. Three. Yes, you are correct. Woohoo! Yes, yeah, spice is mentioned in five verses and sugar is mentioned in zero verses in the bible and that is the (laughs) other new thing this half season in the new testament section of season two is that occasionally i'm going to put words in here which aren't in the bible but could conceivably be in the bible um a red herring a red herring uh which so it's one one this is the final one left or right (laughs) which appears in more verses in the Bible. Oh, that's tricky because, of course, the the right is the the right hand associated with righteousness, and mm-hmm. there are lots of mentions of that in Scripture. Mm-hmm. But then people leave places a lot in the Bible yes. too, in the past tense, often, yes. usually. And so, things get left behind. Uh, but also, people are correct, true. and they are right in this sense of being correct as well. So yeah, there's a few. Okay. There's a few okay. uses here, mm-hmm. and it's important that you bring that up because I didn't differentiate between the, the uses. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I got burned by the salt earlier because mm. I thought, oh, I can't, that's obviously the right answer, so I'm going to go with the opposite. Mm. This, this must be like QI. So this time <laughs> I'm going to go with the one that obviously feels like the right answer, which is right. All right, well, let's see if you're right. Yes, you are right. You are correct. <laughs> Left appears in 543 verses. Right appears in 929 verses. Ooh, so wow. quite a few there. But yeah, that's the new mm. format of uh, top three uh, as we go through the New Testament. I hope you enjoyed it. I like it, man. I like it. Sweet. Date, early 21st century. Location, Earth. Two human males began a project to catalogue 66 fun facts, one for each book of the Bible. If they are allowed to proceed uninhibited, interest in the holy book could increase by over 116%. What are their names? Michael and Kieran. 
Bring them to me alive. I'll find you, Michael and Kieran. You and your Bible facts. Well, as we said at the top of the show, folks, we are very excited to finally be into the New Testament. Uh, and we're kicking off, of course, with Matthew. And Michael, you have uh, some interesting information for us about the book of Matthew. I do, Kieran, I do. I, I found uh, doing Bible facts about the New Testament Difficult in a different way. Uh, the Old Testament, uh, especially with the Minor Prophets, was a wee bit harder because they were smaller books with kind of one main theme and you've read them a few times, but not loads of times. And you're kind of scouring them for something, for a nugget that's like a pleasing nugget of information. Um, whereas Matthew, of course, we've read so many times and it's so large a book and there's so much in there. It's quite difficult in a sense to, to just distill it to one thought. Um, but I think I've got a thought which is interesting for us to, to discuss. Um, but a wee bit of uh, background about Matthew. Um, obviously, Matthew is the first gospel. It's technically anonymous. Um, it's not within the text that it was written by Matthew, although you know early church fathers were pretty unanimous in saying that Matthew, the one of the 12 apostles, was the author. Um, Matthew was the tax collector. He, in some translations of the Bible, he's uh, mentioned by the name Levi, especially in the yeah. uh, Gospels Mark and Luke. Although I think in the NIV, it's mostly Matthew across the board. And uh, his name means gift of the Lord. And I think one thing which is fairly widely known to those of us who have read Matthew a few times is that it's a gospel which is mostly pointing to the Jewish Christian readership. There's loads of things uh, that shows that he's really concerned with the fulfillment of the Old Testament. There's more quotations from the Old Testament than any other New Testament book. Um, he is interested in tracing the genealogy of Jesus to show that he's a descendant of Abraham and through the line of David. He uses a lot of Jewish terminology. So, for example, Matthew uses kingdom of heaven much more uh, than kingdom of God, which the other gospels do, which is uh, more of a, a Jewish reverential reluctance to use the name of God. Like they, they obviously, mm. that's why every time in the Old Testament you see Lord in capital letters, that's because they used just the consonants for Yahweh and they didn't like yeah. to say his name. They said Adonai instead. So that kind of reluctance and rever rever reverence for the name of God is also shown in Matthew. Um, yeah, emphasis on Jesus being the son of David, um, and all these other things. But obviously we also know from reading Matthew and from knowing what Jesus preached that it's not exclusive to the Jews. You know, there's the record of the, the Magi who were Gentiles, non-Jews. You know, there's a statement that it's for everybody throughout there. There's the, the full statement of the Great Commission famously in Matthew 28, which talks about, you know, uh, go and make disciples of all nations, baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So Matthew's main purpose, in a sense, is to show the Jewish Christian readers that Jesus is their Messiah and to narrate 
the kind of Messiah that he is, but it's not exclusive to the, the Jewish Christians. That is for all, that Jesus was for all people. So there's a little bit of the background about Matthew, a book I love very much. Uh, eagle-eared listeners amongst you will remember that uh, I've been trying to memorize large swathes of Matthew through my uh, through recent years, um, which is going okay. <laughs> it's more difficult. Mm-hmm. It's it, it, and this is not part of the fact, but it's exponentially more difficult every time you add a verse. When you get over like thirty verses in any one uh, section of scripture you're trying to memorize become so much more difficult so uh right, so right. To, to those fellow uh, scripture memorizers out there uh, I'm, i feel your pain but um i was reading through matthew again recently kieran and i was reading through matthew with a certain lens when you read a book a lot of times you sometimes read through a different lens and this time i was reading through looking and noting down all the times that matthew that matthew talks about jesus going to rest um and like taking himself away from the crowds and everything else because i felt for whatever reason, I won't get into it. Like I wanted to read through that, but um, as I was going through that, I thought, well, maybe there's something here that's to share with the podcast. But actually, what really struck me was just this uh, section in Matthew three where John the Baptist is uh, talking about Jesus um, in John three. Sorry, John, Matthew 3, but John is talking. Uh, He says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. So, uh, yeah, there, Matthew 3, 12. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And I just thought it was interesting because it's anything which is like terminology we don't really use anymore or like things that we don't really do anymore in our day-to-day, I find quite interesting. Uh, So I just wanted to talk briefly about winnowing, Kieran. Um, Okay. You're the kind of guy who knows stuff, but do you know, and and no shame shame if you don't, because I kind of vaguely knew what it was, but not really before I researched it more. Do you know what winnowing is, Kieran? I, my vague sense of it was that it's like um, when you sort of like you sugar grain through a, a sieve of, or strainer of some kind mm. to get the good stuff and filter out the dross. Yeah. But I, I have no idea if that's what winnowing is, but that was my kind of guess. Yeah, that's pretty close. But it's not actually a sieve or something like that that, that does the, 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 the sieving. Uh, the the separating of the wheat from the chaff. It's actually the wind. Mm. So what what winnowing ah. is, is is throwing up the wheat into the air, and the fork is literally something with which like sco- they scoop it up and they use it to chuck it up into the air, and ah. the wind blows away the chaff, and the the grain falls to the threshing room floor where it's collected. And uh, I just found that really interesting because I think it's really rich. And I would just encourage, I would be interested to, to, to know, obviously, Kieran, you don't know, I was going to say this, so I don't want to put you on the spot, but there's so many things that that could speak to. And I would just encourage you, Kieran, and listeners at home just to think about that idea that it's the wind that separates the wheat from the chaff and that it's, but it's also Jesus in a sense, like, so Jesus has the winnowing fork in hand. So he can initiate mm. that separation of the fruit from the from the unuseful stuff. 
So maybe yeah. it, maybe the wheat and the chaff is is literally the, the 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 fruit in your life, and and the stuff which is is sin, or maybe yeah. the wheat and the chaff is is you know is the righteous and the unrighteous people, or maybe the yeah. wheat and the chaff is uh, you know is any number of things, or maybe and maybe the wind is is you know the challenging times you know like fire you know iron sharpens iron you know the refiner's fire. You know, the wind is, yeah. is is the challenging times we face and that we can be refined through that, that the wind can uh, can help us to to remember what's important. Or maybe the wind mm. could be, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit mm. working in our mm. lives helps us to get rid of the chaff in our life. There's loads of symbolism and loads of just great rich metaphor in that. But I just think it's mm. interesting to to imagine that kind of sense of, of throwing the wheat up into the air and it's that very that it's the nature it's nature itself which does the separation and th- that's not really a fact so much as just uh i guess it's a fact about winnowing i'm not really leaving you with a definitive that's what it that's the interpretation but <laughs> i just think it's really interesting to the winnowing fork yeah. in jesus hand i don't know what to, i don't know what you're gonna make of that kieran <laughs> Well, I I love the thought that it's that that wind is the spirit, like you said. You mm. know, I wonder if that's because that seems to fit so well. Mm. And just that sense of if if Jesus is the the farmer, as it were, if he's initiating that process through mm. salvation, of you know throwing that grain up into the air, and then it's the the spirit who comes in and does that work of uh, blowing away mm. the stuff in our lives that holds us back from God. You know. And, uh, and it's, if you're the grain, it's a scary process because you're being flung into the air, but also an exciting one. And there's just something about that that makes a really beautiful picture of, of, of what it's like to, to grow, Mm. uh, as, as a Christian, you know? So actually that's awesome, man. I'd never, I've always glossed over the meaning of that, I think, because I've Mm. never sat down and really thought about what winnowing is. So that's very cool. That's very cool. Wow. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And yeah, it's, uh, it. It is there to take what you will from it and uh, to leave and to let the, the, the wind blow away the chaff. So, uh, uh, so thank you very much. Thank you. All right, folks, we're at the end of the show. Sad times, but don't be too sad because we will be back next week with more crazy fun stuff (laughs) (laughs) on holy half hour oh yeah so (laughs) thank you for thank you for listening today michael thanks as always for for joining me and for doing what you do it's an absolute pleasure thank you uh it's been a a fun episode and don't forget listeners if you'd like to catch us on social media you can find us at holy half hour on various platforms Uh, but thank you so much for making the time to listen to us Mm -hmm. thanks everybody and we'll see you next time Goodbye. Bye-bye.